The Once and Future Nerd is independently produced. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support us, visit onceandfuturenerd.com support to find out how you can help. Listening to this show on an iOS device? Leave us a rating on iTunes, please. The Once and Future Nerd Book One, Princes of Jordan Chapter Nine, Darkness on the Edge of Town Episode Two sun rose over the volcanic plains of southern Jordan. Small flowers dotted the grassy expanse, stems bent under frozen dew. A roar of hoofbeats shook the ground. From behind a hill a single rider appeared. Her night-black cloak fell over the horse's rump and brushed the ground. As each hoof struck earth, The grass and flowers wilted and died. A dozen riders crested the hill, followed by another dozen and another, countless more, all black cloaked. All at once, the riders raised their arms directly towards the sky and began to chant. Above this eldritch drone, the sky darkened. Tremendous black clouds arose as if from nowhere, plunging the plains into total darkness. Under the cover of this darkness, General Traft marched his army onwards towards Freehold. Bryce Riverfell stood along the tallest ramparts of Freehold. The day was bright all around him, save for the western horizon. There, the unnatural darkness loomed larger by the moment, roiling unerringly towards Riverfell's keep. Far below Bryce's post, the last of the local peasants hurried into the protection of the fort before the large metal gate creaked and slammed shut. Bryce surveyed the darkness for a moment longer before retreating back inside his keep. Within the keep's infirmary, the three children lay in cots, while the professor and a host of medics buzzed around them. Bryce looked over the children. You have everything you need, professor? I need twice as many men and no looming siege. You have everything I can give you? You would have heard by now if I didn't. They gonna make it? We'll do all we can. Uh, A lot depends on them. Takes a strong mind to beat this poison. What are the visions like? The consensus is that you face the one thing you're not ready to. What did you see, Roin? You know my love for you, Bryce, but no one needs to know what I saw except me. Sure about that? We'll be fighting for our lives before the next sunrise. All you need to know is that I'm still here. This was, in fact, all Bryce Riverfell needed to hear. His trust in his men unimpeachable, the commander left the healing to the medics and returned to preparing his keep for the upcoming battle. On his own cot, Nelson twitched and convulsed wordlessly. In his drug-induced coma, the boy dreamed. Dark fog everywhere. I'm in a car. Backseat of an old Chevy. I know this car. At the window a sign says Baton Rouge 50 miles. 
Fall clear is just enough for me to see into the front seat. Is that... Oh my god. Mom? Mom? Dad? Dad, is that you? Oh, maybe in the Lacanian sense. What? Well, I'm real in the sense of the nom du père and the nom du père. What does that mean? Oh, stop playing with him, George. Nelson, what your dad is trying to explain in a way I cannot get on board with is that, yes, the biological organisms that made you are gone. But you're more than biology. There are thoughts in your head. Some of them come from us, and in that sense, we'll always be with you. Okay with that synopsis, George? It'll do for now. I still think you're too quick to dismiss psychoanalysis, Sharon. Imperialist bullshit. You're gonna let the Austrians and the French tell you the stories of your mind? Well, institutional issues aside, the notion of the unconscious is too important for decolonization movements to ignore. All the issues are institutional. That's the point. Has to be like this already? <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Pop. So nice to see that you're alive. Hi, Nelson. We missed you, too. Watch it now. We don't like having to get so heavy on you either, but there isn't time for much else. What do you mean, there isn't time? Nelson, you're probably the most educated person in that nowhere town we left you in, and it's like you're trying to forget all the education we gave you. I'm not trying to forget anything. Then what's up with your grades? You could have studied more, Nelson. It's boring. Being bored won't kill you. Being broke will. Trust me on that. I'm not gonna be broke. Oh, oh you're not, huh? What you gonna do without a college degree? Something, I don't know, I'll figure it out. I won't be broke. This isn't a token book, Nelson. Eagles aren't coming to save you. Oh, don't get me started on Tolkien. Let me ask you something, Nelson. Can tobacco grow in England? I don't know. It can't. So where in the hell in the magical prehistory of England does Gandalf get it from? You think that was fair trade tobacco? You better think again. You're, you're overthinking it. It's magic. Tolkien likes smoking a pipe. He made that Gandalf's thing to represent his affinity for fire magic. Exactly. He made it his thing without considering for a second that it was a natural resource from someone else's land. Can't I just have this one thing? One diversion I can just enjoy without analyzing it to death. One thing? You have so much compared to some people. I don't have my parents. I wanted you to stay home that weekend. I remember I wanted to go to Hershey Park and you'd still be around if you'd just blown off one of the million talks to spend time with. Wait. This is that weekend, isn't it? This this is the car that... But I... I wasn't in the car with you. This is in your head anyway, honey. You are high as a kite right now. Your brain's piecing together things you already know. Can I stop the accident? No, but you know that. One more time, Nelson. This is in your own head. We don't have time for this, Nelson. We were discussing you hiding those stories of yours. What's I supposed to do, huh? Just sit around and, and think about how much I missed you? Books distract me. Don't you get that I needed those books? But you shut off the world, Nelson. There are brothers and sisters out there who need your help. What about me? I needed help. You expect me to be the one black nationalist in, in Lackawanna, get grandma's house burnt down, get the crap kicked out of me every day? No one said anything about nationalism. Borders are the enemy. The master's tools will never dismantle- you stop being so academic for a second and talk to your son? We're not talking? Don't I get to be safe every once in a while? 
I don't want to start trouble. I've, I've had twice enough martyrdom for one lifetime already. You will never be safe until you dismantle the system that makes you frightened to speak the truth. What truth? I'm a 16-year-old orphan. I don't know the truth. That's an excuse, because you're scared. Of course I'm scared, I'm scared, and I don't know anything. That attitude I will not tolerate. You've been out of my life almost longer than you've been in it. It's been seven years, and... I think he's getting it. The Audrey Lord essay you were quoting. The master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. I read that online. I, I found it myself. I remember because I, I was reading it the day that I hit level 85 on WoW. I, I was I was reading it on the other monitor while I waited for the raid to start. That internet's something, boy. Malcolm would have been dangerous on Twitter. This tangent is important, but we're short on time. What do you mean? In the Freehold Infirmary, Nelson's body spasmed violently. The professor dabbed cool water on the boy's brow, while medics held the shaking form onto the table. His fever's rising. This car ride will be ending soon. What? No, no, already? That, that's, that's all I get to see you? You're not seeing us. You're just remembering us more clearly than you have. We're in your head, you know that. But the danger coming is very real. You need to get out of this car. But, Pop, No I... time to argue, baby. The, the seatbelt's tightening. I can't... I can't move. What's happening? They won't let you out yet. Who? You haven't figured out what they need you to know yet. Too tight. I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe, Mom. Dad, help. The boy on the infirmary cot began gasping, quick, ragged breaths wrenching from his lips. Get me the fever fuse and the leeches. I can't breathe. Hey, don't panic, son. You're almost there. Think a little harder. I can't breathe. Nelson, you've been learning since we left. You found scholarly writings of your own. Now, are you going to be done with your stories after this? I guess. I, I mean, I... I guess. I don't... No! You're not done with your stories? No, and I won't ever be. Why not? Because stories matter. In the dream, the belt disappeared. In Freehold, the boy took a sudden, deep, clear breath. You're an anthropologist. You know that. Stories matter. You want to understand people, understand their stories. You want to change people, change their stories. People are the stories they tell. Power is who gets to tell the stories. <laughs> That's good, son. We told you, you knew more than you were letting on. You need to get out of the car now, Nelson. Can I at least... No, tuck and roll. We love you, baby. And we're always with you. Nelson Malcolm Conti, go! In his vision, Nelson leapt from the speeding vehicle. As he sprawled into a nearby ditch, he saw another such vehicle speeding towards his parents. The sound of the impact was deafening. In the manner of dreams, Nelson's parents' vehicle was utterly destroyed in a cloud of metal and glass shards, while the other vehicle remained intact. A man, obviously inebriated, climbed out from the second vehicle. He inspected the wreckage, vomited, and then returned to his own car and sped away. Hey! Hey, get the hell back here! Get the hell back here, you redneck son of a bitch! <laughs> Nelson's anguish was interrupted by the arrival of a young girl. She was the very picture of innocence, save for the gaping puncture wound in her chest. Around Nelson and the girl, the world went still. 
The smoke from the wreckage stood still, and the rain of shattered glass froze in mid-air. Who are you? What's happening? There are seven things you must know to save me. The sixth thing is, order is a story made flesh through power. Huh? I'm with you, Nelson. In a cot in the Freehold Infirmary, Nelson's eyes shot open. Cold! Where am I? Why am I so cold? Your fever's breaking, and this is Freehold. What about Billy and Jen? That's what they're called. You're the first awake, young... I'm Nelson. Nelson Malcolm County. Who are you? My name's Royne. You a knight? <laughs> Was almost a doctor, but it's just Royne now. Professor! On the adjacent cot, Billy's entire body began seizing up, his arms and legs flailing wildly. This one's having a fit. A group of medics rushed to restrain his limbs and keep him on the bed. Is he going to be okay? I don't know. For additional information and bonus content, access onceandfuturenerd.com on your computer machine. New episodes are released every other Sunday. The Once and Future Nerd is written and created by Zach Glass and Christian Madeira, and directed by Christian Madeira. It is performed by... Rhiannon Angel. Garrett Arman. Dan Dobransky. Lily Drexler. Anya Gibeon. Ian Harkins. All Notice. Frank Queres. Julie Reed. Gregory M. Schultz. Special guest appearances by Kimberlyn Avon. Brandon Durden. It is co executive produced by Jess Kelly. Alex Story is an associate producer. The Once and Future Nerd is recorded by Brian Forbes at the Gallery Recording Studio in Brooklyn, New York, with additional audio engineering by Sam Palumbo. Foley sound design and mixing is done by Sandra Ramirez. This episode was edited by Christian Madera. Theme music is composed by Tom Lee. Additional music by Christopher Montalbo. Thanks for downloading. 